as an adult person, that part that's shut down can cause you to be angry. And you may not even know why you're angry. But in reality, I think that anger comes from the fact that you know you're not living authentically. And what you were shamed for may not have necessarily been a a bad thing, but it may have been considered bad to someone else. That's hard. That's really what I think deep shadow work is. It's just identifying those types of deep-seated traumas in the psyche. Welcome to Million Dollar Flip Flops, the podcast that invites you on a transformative journey diving deep into the minds of thought leaders, game changers, and business builders from around the world. We explore pivotal moments, motivations, challenges conquered, and the inspiration that fuels their success. Guiding you on this journey is none other than Roderick Lenhart, a multi-seven-figure business owner, number one best-selling author, international speaker, and certified business coach. Time to buckle up, because here we go. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Roger. We were talking about a bunch of stuff. We're always talking about a bunch of stuff, but particularly imposter syndrome and inner critic and all of those things where you get triggered and things come up and you don't want to do the thing you need to do or you get angry at your partner and there's a thousand different things, there are ways this shows up. But I am doing a workshop with Nancy Levin, multi international published author. She's a rock star. I'm pumped. But her primary focus is shadow work. I had heard of the concept, but had never really understood it at its core level. And last night I asked you, because as I look at your thousand books on the shelf, I believe you to know something about this. I do. (laughs) So I want to talk about that side of it first. And then maybe I can tie in a little more of, you know, how this shows up in business owners, how it's showed up in myself and my businesses, things I don't want to do right now that are from, you know, old hurts and me being scared of something, uh, even though I know I need to do it to get my message out. So how would you define, I guess, the shadow, not necessarily shadow work, but how would you define the shadow? The shadow is just the side of yourself that you keep hidden from not only other people, but sometimes yourself. Yeah, in a negative way. You don't really want to look at it as a negative, but I think it's not uncommon to assume that it's negative, especially with the word shadow and that alludes to the dark. But we all have a shadow side and there's nothing wrong with that. The minute you look at it as something wrong or a problem, the harder I think it is to overcome it. It's not about making it bad, making it wrong, making it go away. It's about how to integrate it into your life so that you can be a more whole person. Would you say that these are, I don't know what the word I want to use, not hidden, but they're things that I want to do X. I'm triggered in some way. I know triggers a hot word these days, but triggered in the sense of that, I'll use the example of us in relationship is... You say something and I immediately react as if you're someone else that has said something like that to me before. Is is it that kind of thing? Definitely. That's part of it. That's the easiest, I think, part to identify because we all have situations in our recent past where it might be easy to make that connection. And I think where deeper shadow work comes in is, well, digging deeper, realizing that to Be triggered now is one thing, and that may be being caused by when you were last triggered. When 
did that initial trigger really start? It probably wasn't in the now. It probably wasn't in the last situation where it happened, but it comes from something deeper that's rooted in your psyche. And that's really what shadow work. It's about awareness, self-awareness, facing those things. My definition of shadow work is bringing into the light that which you keep in the dark. I see it and tell me, I'm just going to keep spitballing here and you tell me if these, these things fall into the category. Because I see it. It was how I ended the the keynote in Austin a few weeks back. It was you and you saw everybody's face recognize exactly what I was saying. Like there is something you need to do in your life, business, relationship that you're not doing right now. Why aren't you doing that thing? And I think it's because of what you're talking about. I think it's that fear of being hurt. It's that fear of being shamed. It's that fear of it's some trauma in the past. I think where I see it most in my work, certainly in in some of the master, like the new coaches, masterminds that I'm in is where it's clear they're afraid to put themselves out there. They are afraid to run an ad. They're afraid, you know, I'm going to do my one post this year. We all know that doesn't work. But the reason they don't do it every day is because they're afraid of being judged. And it would seem to me that it's this kind of thing that because they were judged in the past or they were embarrassed in the past or something they did didn't work out. Is that the right way to look at this? A hundred percent. I think you hit the nail on the head just with the word shame. We've all had experiences in our lives where while being our authentic selves, someone else has shamed us and that can do something to you depending on what stage you're at in your life. You know, if you're a small child that doesn't really understand or know any better, something happens in your core and you shut that part of yourself down. As an adult person, that part that's shut down can cause you to be angry. And you may not even know why you're angry. But in reality, I think that anger comes from the fact that you know you're not living authentically. What you were shamed for may not have necessarily been a a bad thing, but it may have been considered bad to someone else. That's hard. That's really what I think deep shadow work is. It's just identifying those types of deep-seated traumas in the psyche. Um, And I think all ties into the imposter syndrome, that much of our imposter syndrome comes from those type of events in our lives. And it's not always when we are a child, but it's any time in your life up till now. It's just that more often than not, I think a lot of those things do happen in your younger years, again, because you don't necessarily have the self-awareness and wherewithal to know that someone is telling you not to do something because it has more to do with them than it does with you. Always. I put a post up the other day. It was just a quote, but it was, you know, inside all of us is just a a scared little kid that wants to be loved and is as big and tough as, you know, I mean, I talk with people all over the world, football players and like big, strong dudes, and it's the same thing. But inside them is just a scared kid that doesn't want to be let down, doesn't want to be made fun of, and wants wants to be accepted. You tell me what you think about this, but that's where I think journaling, you know, we've got the Million Dollar Flip-Flops journals coming out uh, first of the year, but it's noticing those those trends in things, whether it's trends in seasons or trends in, you know, what was I doing before I felt this way? 
if you can start to see the, those patterns, do you think that helps you identify some of this? Because I would think it'd be hard to identify, well, like most things, when you're too close to your situation where you need a coach or a therapist or a mentor or somebody paying attention other than yourself. Do you think that would be helpful? I definitely think it's helpful. I think self-awareness is something that's developed over time. And sometimes you do need help from other people at development. I was just talking to someone the other day and they were explaining their current life and relationship. I happen to know some of this person's background and history and I was able to pinpoint something for them that they weren't able to see themselves. I was able to show them how what they're living today and acting out today is directly correlated to a situation they were in when they were younger. I watched the light bulbs go off because it's just not something that they had ever considered before. More often than not, when we are in difficult situations, whether child, teenager, adult, our defense mechanism is to push it away and to move past it and to forget about it. And this is really where triggers come from. It's because we do that that we then can get triggered. It's something that we thought we packed up and put away and here it is showing its face. All you need to do when you make these correlations or when you are triggered is give those things love. And that is or can be very difficult because we have sort of been taught that as a part of ourself, we're not supposed to love. Yet that's exactly what it needs. I know in that situation, that light bulb that went off for them Moving forward, when they find themselves in that situation again, they'll be remembering this conversation, which will then help them make different moves going forward. It will also help them show that side of themselves some grace and some patience and some understanding that they weren't given before. It's the best thing I think that we can do for ourselves, first and foremost, but especially than for the people around us, our partners, our family, our friends, our children, our business partners. The more you know yourself, the more whole you can present yourself as, as a person and show up in life and give that love to other people. If you can give it to yourself, it is much easier to give it to other people. What just st stood out for me and what you said was it was kind of, I'm paraphrasing, but it's that, you know, you, you can't unsee something, you can't unhear something. It's why I, I start presentations with a picture of the KFC logo and, and the little stick man. It's not a bow tie, it's a little stick man. To your point, you know, you share this kind of thing with somebody and the next time it happens, they can't help but think about your conversation. I say that a ton in my work. You know, my work's not for everybody. You have to be at a certain stage, but the people that are at those beginning stages... If I can reach them, they're going to, their trajectory is going to be different simply because of the conversation, whether or not they absorbed it at that time or not. So much comes up in what you just said. I, I think about, you know, the way I was raised and not that there was anything wrong with the way I was raised, but, you know, my, my dad's dad was a World War II Korea Marine. I mean, he literally survived death and frozen feet and all these things. He doesn't talk about feelings. Like I remember, I remember growing up and you'd say, all right, I love you, grandpa. He's, Same here. You know, my dad was a product of that. My dad's the old, oldest child of five. You know, I think you see generationally and, and some people would maybe say that we've swung too far to the emotional side. But 
where you just weren't supposed to bring those things up and you just, you bury them. Hey gang, it's Roderick and I hope you're enjoying today's show. What I've found as a lifelong entrepreneur and certainly in coaching other entrepreneurs around the world for the last 20 years is that we all pass through five phases on our business journey from the believer to the business Buddha. You need the first two, you want the last two, but sadly, most of us get stuck in the middle and start the cycle over, some of us forever. Knowing where you are reveals a clear path for where you need to go. I've created a free quiz that when answered honestly, will tell you where you currently are, but most importantly, will reveal your next steps. You can take the quiz right now at milliondollarflipflops.com forward slash quiz. This has taken me 20 years of in-the-trenches trial and error to develop, and it's designed to change the way you look at your business and your life forever. Are you the showman? Are you the anxious philosopher? Maybe you're the peaceful warrior. There's only one way to find out. Take the free quiz now at milliondollarflipflops.com forward slash quiz and see where you land. The results may shock you. Now back to the show. We were in Mastermind last week and Dr. Neha, Neha Sangwan, who we're also doing some collaborations with that I'm super excited about. Um, she just wrote a book called Powered By Me. I suggest you pick it up. But she jumped in with another member who was having a tough time with some things and something she said out of this 90-minute mastermind that still I think about, I've thought about it every day. What would adult you say to that child? Give yourself your own advice for when you when that happened to you when you were a kid. And I thought that was pretty powerful. Absolutely. I think that is one of the easiest ways to get out of your own head and recognize that there are a couple of different things happening in those moments that there is the you now that does or does not know better and the you then that certainly did not know any better whether you know better now or not the idea is having that self-awareness is leading you on the path to know better and when you know better you can do better if you can look at that part of yourself as a child that did not know any better, what would you tell them? How did that child want to be received, but was not? You know, you can offer that love to yourself now. You can offer that advice to yourself now. The biggest thing is that you can just remind yourself that you are safe. You are in control now. A lot of times when we're, we go through something, especially again, when you're younger, and you don't have control of that situation. You build these walls and these defense mechanisms. And unbeknownst to you, you continue to carry those throughout your life until you recognize that they're there and that they're no longer serving you. And we all do this. When it's brought to our attention the first time, there's always a lot of, yeah, but, well, and you don't understand and blah, blah, blah. But back to your point, that is sometimes what we need is other people to point it out to us that that is what we're doing. And then all of a sudden, it makes sense that we are doing that subconsciously or unconsciously, and we now have the conscious choice to do things differently. And we no longer need to do the patterns that we have been doing without thought. Because we are no longer in the situation that those were created for. Literally everything you say, <laughs> this, this could be a two hour long, a two hour long show. We talked about journaling 
as you know, a way to start to identify these things. I would think that mindfulness work, meditation, yoga, those kind of things where you have things come up, but you release your attachment to them would be good work. And then the other thing I think of is creative expression, you know, art, music, dancing, writing, whatever, whatever you can express your emotions that come from your subconscious, which most true art does, whether that's building sandcastles or building houses. And there's no, you don't have to be good at it, right? The focus is just on the process. And to some degree, I would think that would release some of this as well. I think so. But I think you don't want to skip one of the most important steps first, which is to just feel the feelings. Mm, yeah, you said that. Last You're week. going to have a lot of feelings that come up and you may not know what to do with them right away but you don't need to know what to do with them. They know why they are there and just feeling them and letting them exist without any preconceived notion of what needs to happen can sometimes be enough of a catalyst to move you on to the next step. It's, you know, feelings, emotions really are just trapped feelings in your body. So emotions are always a good thing to have because trapped emotions cause disease or disease. So just feel the feelings. Let them be whatever they are. Do your best to, again, send them love. Don't overcomplicate it. That's step one. You know, step two is you're not necessarily just going to have the feelings once and then they're gone. It's a practice. But then you can start incorporating things like you're talking about where you can have, you can feel the feelings. And then go do something creative to take your mind somewhere else. Because you don't want to dwell in the feelings and the emotions. You don't want to live there. It's not your new home. It's just a place that you're visiting. Mm, I like that analogy. You know, the next step of your journey. So I would call what the first kind of list you gave there, I would call that self-compassion. Would you agree with that? To feel the feelings? Definitely. Compassion, grace, patience, love. I think this would lead into as well, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but something we talk a lot about around here is, you know, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. Finding that support network, finding people who understand what this concept means. That may not be your partner. That may not be your family member. You may have to go outside. You may have to find a therapist or just somebody, read a book, you know, reach out like a Nancy, who that's all she works on is shadow work. Mm is somebody that understands the words coming out of your mouth when, when you say things like this. That's why we have mastermind groups. It's why we engage with people in the outside world. Definitely. I mean, some people are equipped to do this work on their own without the help of other people, but I think they may be more in the minority. Other people will need someone to help pull it out of them. Some people may be resistant to it at first, but I think with the right person for you, it's about feeling safe. It's about feeling safe with the people that you are talking to these things about. It's about definitely knowing you're not being judged. It's about being able to tell your uh, deep secrets, darkest fears, and being met with love and understanding and grace and patience. By someone else extending that to you, you learn how to do that for yourself. Or we, we, you know, again, I think we could probably talk for two or three hours. I could talk for four <laughs> or five years. I would like to know what you think, audience. You know, send us an email. Me, me or Nicole. Roderick at CoachRoderick.com. Nicole at CoachRoderick.com. 
Don't forget the age. Don't forget the age, Nicole. Let us know what you think. Does this come up for you? Would you like us to do more episodes on this? Because again, I, I know Nicole could absolutely do it done on this. We're going to have Nancy on the show. I mean, I think this is a avenue that you could go down for a long time that would help a lot of people. You know, but I want to I want to hear from you. And so does Nicole. I will say what can't I just looked up the lyrics to Billy Joel's The Stranger because <laughs> mm-hmm. that comes up for me. We all have a face that we hide away forever. And we take them out and show ourselves when everyone is gone. Mm-hmm. Old Billy with, with the wisdom. What do you want to leave everybody with, Nick? If, they, if you could give them one piece of advice, something you said in the last 20 minutes, they go, damn, that's me. What would you suggest? A phrase, a word, a quote? What one thing would you tell that person? It really all just comes down to love. And sometimes that is the hardest thing to give ourselves because we haven't spent a lifetime receiving it. But if you can find a way to give it to yourself, you can forgive all of the things that have happened to you or seemingly to you up until now. And you'll be able to give it to other people. And that is what will heal the world. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Million Dollar Flip Flop Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on your chosen platform that you listen on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with your friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links in the description of this episode. If you want to see more behind the scenes with Roderick and his guests, be sure to find them on Instagram. It's also where we can have deeper conversations on these episodes. It's where we hang out in between episodes. Go to www.instagram.com forward slash million dollar flip flops. Until next time.